0: What is up? Welcome back to the Pack center Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything Nevada athletics, episode 163. I am your host, Matt Hennepin. I'm here with my co-host, Isaiah Burroughs. We are on a little bit of a time crunch today. We're trying to hold ourselves to 30 to 35 minutes. That's all the time that we have in the studio today. Um, but Isaiah, let's get right into it. How's it going, man?
1: I'm doing great. Ready to get into some Wolfpack sports, as always. Okay,
0: so last time you and I talked, it was a little bit more of, it was like mostly just basketball in the swing of things. Um, but we have a couple more sports that have been playing since tennis. Men's tennis and women's tennis have both uh, began playing. Women's tennis is two and zero. They have wins over Biola and UC Riverside. Those are the only two wins that they've had thus far in the regular season. And then the men's tennis has actually been pretty busy. They they were five and one. I think they lost just this last weekend to Gonzaga, but they picked up wins over San Diego Christian College, UC San Diego twice, Seattle, and Idaho. And so we're now in that, like, transition that you swing in from um, winter sports into spring sports. So, I mean, hey,
1: listen, it just gives us uh, more sports to talk about, man. It's awesome. Oh, definitely. And the good thing is spring sports is off to a really good start. Yeah, good start. I yeah. mean, you're throwing in swim and dive, into swim and dive team, which is 5-1. Yeah. and one. Coming off a tough loss to, obviously, in-state rival UNLV. But this upcoming Saturday, it's big. It's time to come support your seniors. It's the last home meet of the season and, you know, it just means the world. There's a lot of seniors competing at this university, and the swim and dive team is one of the most decorated teams on campus. So obviously we'll be seeing more of the swim and dive team come, you know, middle of February when the Mountain West Conference Championships rolls around. But this regular season is just about to come to a close. That season
0: is unfortunately coming to a close. But then we got tennis, baseball, softball. Um, that should be getting in the loop of things. Um, I think they start pretty soon within the next couple of weeks. And so just be on the lookout for that. Um, but anyways, uh, also now diving into our winter sports, obviously, um, women's basketball has been, like, awesome. Like, they've been one of the biggest surprises, um, I think, within the Mountain West this year. And they've been awesome. I think they've won 12 out of their last 14 games. They just picked up a really, really tight 40-39 uh, to win over Air Force on Monday. Um, very low-scoring game. No one made a three. Both teams combined to go 0 for 16 from distance. Deja Hamilton at 13 points. But it's really cool to see Nevada women's basketball like squeaking out these tough wins and making a noise within the Mountain West Conference.
1: No, definitely. Like you said, this has been one of the surprises of the entire season to this point. And just the amount of depth, the amount of impact transfers this team has had, the depth, the talent on both ends of the floor is really standing out. And we've seen what this program was capable of a few years back with a lot of you know, high-quality wins during the regular season. And it's endured its stumbles throughout points the past couple of years, but to see them rebound and with a new group of fresh faces and seeing you know someone like Deja Hamilton really take the step up in her senior season, it just really seeing it all unfold is truly spectacular to see. And right now they're, they're the talk of just how successful they've been as a program and as, as a team as a whole. So it's something that we really have enjoyed. Just you and I know we've talked about them. It's just like you said, squeaking out wins, finding ways to win in a multitude of facets, whether that be a tight defensive matchup like the one against Air Force or offensive flurries that we've seen this team can be capable of, going on long runs and getting points in transition. So they could beat you in a multitude of ways and we just hope this continues going forward.
0: They're currently third in the Mountain West right now. They're five and one. Um UNLV above them, who just who was one of their two losses over that stretch that UNLV beat them seventy five seventy eight to seventy five. You know, via 7-1 in conference, and then New Mexico's an undefeated 8-0. I don't think Nevada's faced them yet. They won't meet up until February 12th, um, but those are the only two teams ahead of Nevada right now in the Mountain West. So Nevada can be making a push. It, it, it's not out of the discussion that Nevada could be making a push uh, for or the Mountain West title yeah. on the women's basketball side
1: at least. Definitely. There's a bunch of conference games still coming up, and there's room for us to improve in the standing. So that's something to look forward to, and this team— has the recipe. They have the pieces in place to make a deep run if given the opportunity. Obviously it comes with a winning game, so just keep an eye on on this team going forward. They're no longer someone they're no longer a team to be slept on. They are a legitimate force within the conference itself.
0: 100% agree. 100% agree. Now on the men's basketball side has been a little bit of a different story this year. Um, it's been it's been underwhelming. Is that is that the right word to use? I oh, think it's been underwhelming. Hit the nail on the head. Underwhelming. Nevada right now, they're 9 and 8, 3 and 3 in conference play. They just came off a tough 77-66 loss to Colorado State yesterday. Um, Nevada, the game was tied with five no, 6 minutes left. Tied at 65 Nevada or not tied at 65 tied at 63. Colorado State goes on a 12-0 run. Nevada doesn't get their first, Nevada goes over 5 minutes without scoring. And then Desmond Cambridge hits a three with 52 seconds left. Again, it's a too little, too late effort. We there's been a little bit of struggles closing games. I would say in Wyoming, um, Nevada was down by two, I believe, with eight minutes left. Wyoming gets it to I think double digits or nine points or something like that. I want to say they get it to around like 10. Um, Nevada isn't able to battle back. They lose 77-67. It wasn't even that that wasn't even the case versus Boise State. Nevada just fell behind early. Um and couldn't mount a second half comeback. But Nevada couldn't find a way to battle back. They lose 85 70. It was even a problem earlier in the year. Like against San Diego, Nevada couldn't find a way to close at home. Um against San Francisco, Nevada, that game was tight. Um, Nevada loses by three. Like there's just been an inability to close games. I mean, I know that was mitigated a little bit against Fresno State, um, but that also Nevada almost blew that game going 14 from 29 from the free throw line and 10 of 21 in the second half like Nevada couldn't make a free throw um which is a problem in and of itself at least for that specific game but like it's still been a plaguing problem that Nevada just hasn't had the ability to close games whether it's um getting defensive stops or uh finding a way to generate productive offense late like it's just been It kind of feels like it's been this ongoing problem. I know it's there's not a big sample of it in games because I mean, Nevada's picked up wins um, against lower level teams, but like it's it's been a problem against these better teams,
1: especially in the Mountain West,
0: or not not especially in the Mountain West, just throughout the season.
1: Definitely, I mean, it's been a roller coaster, and it's been yeah. It seems as if we can't string together any consistency. Yeah, it's even
0: in like in game, there's not consistency. Like it's been hard on the team because they're going through these stretches where, I mean, they've had multiple postponements throughout the year. At, at one point, there was six of their originally scheduled nine games were in postponement. Um, one of those games was made up with Kansas, obviously, but, like, they're, it's been hard because they're trying to find a rhythm, but, like, at that same at the same time, everyone in the nation's battling through the same thing, so you really can't use it as an excuse because it's not – I mean, I don't think teams are going through, like, those stretches where they're – missing two games and then coming back to play one and they missing two. Like, I don't think every single team's going through that. I mean, Nevada's like kind of lumped. I'm sure there's like a portion of teams out there going through that same thing, but like, it's not a lot. But still, like, every team in the nation is battling through this and you're trying to navigate it. So you really, you really can't use it as an excuse. And Alford and the players have talked about that in press conferences too. Like, every team, like every team in the nation is going through that. And, and so it's hard to find a consistency that way when Nevada has found consistency, at least like in the midseason against uh, lower level programs, like they're able to like, string out these wins, but they just haven't been able to lately. And it's, it's not going to get easier.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're in the thick of conference play, just heading into it. And, you know, like you said, I think Nevada's really struggled against upper echelon teams on they its have. schedule. They're,
0: they're one in seven against quad one or two teams. Their one win was against Fresno State, but one and seven still not good. And guess
1: what? The Mountain West is incredibly deep this year. You're absolutely right. I mean, you saw it last night. Colorado State, without a couple key pieces on its team, still, I wouldn't say manhandled Nevada, but sure took care of business on the road. And
0: They didn't manhandle.
1: I mean, well, it was close until late, yeah. so they didn't manhandle. But they sure took care of business late. And it just speaks to the talent this conference is accumulating right now and it's only going to get tougher for Nevada going forward I mean we're hoping to see better performances against teams you have to really play against I mean heading into the season we were expected to be you know amongst that group of better you know better squads within the conference so just seeing us kind of play down not even play down but just not being able to really answer the call in that regard is really disappointing and really underwhelming as we talked about.
0: Let me read you these next six games.
1: This is this is this can fluctuate
0: um, just because the net rankings it's a fluid everyday thing those are. Nevada as I mentioned 1 and 7 against quad, quad 1 or 2 opponents. Let me read you Nevada's upcoming schedule. This Saturday, January 29th, quad 2 opponent against Utah State at home. At UNLV on February 1st. That's a quad 2 game. At Fresno State on February 4th, quad one game. At home versus, or no, at San Diego State on February 6th, quad one game. By the way, that's sandwiched between, I think, three games in five days, six days. The latter portion of that versus Colorado State on February 8th, quad one game. At Utah State, February 11th, quad one game. That's six straight games with quad one or two games. And Nevada is also, they've also played three straight games with against quad one or two teams. So four of those are quad one, two of them are quad two, but that's just a testament to how deep this conference is. The only non-quad, uh, quad one or two opponents they've played in conference so far, are New Mexico and Air Force. I mean, their home game against UNLV late in the season is a quad three game in there, Um game against san jose state which they haven't played yet is a quad four game um but those are the only two throughout the rest of the season as of right now january 26th again those are fluid those net rankings can change um each day but as of right now nevada is in the midst of a nine game stretch where they're facing quad one or two opponents in a weird way they can't really afford to lose these games because it's like you're just playing yourself out of a postseason tournament like if it, it's hard to make the NIT, let alone an NCAA tournament. Of course, if you unless you win your conference tournament, it doesn't look like Nevada's really has a path to win that right now. Um, to be completely honest with you, I think there's six teams better than them in conference right now. But it, it's hard to make it when you're one in seven in quad, one or two games, and especially since you're facing four of these game, four of these next six games are on the road too. So that's mm-hmm. that makes the challenge even tougher. UNLV is on the road. UNLV is not like a bad team this year. They're not a slouch. Fresno State, obviously, we've seen what they can do. They have Orlando Robinson, who's a second-round draft prospect, and he's one probably in line to win Conference Player of the Year. San Diego State, obviously, we've seen what they've done um, against Colorado State and some of these other up, upper echelon teams. I think they barely just lost to uh, Boise State a few days ago, but still, they're one of the best. They're the second-best defense team in the nation, per Ken Palm. Utah State's not easy either, and we'll see them on Saturday, but, like, Justin Bean is also, like, kind of in that mix for Mountain West Player of the Year. So it's like, they, this is a tough stretch. This is a really tough stretch. And you got to find a way to win these games. And when you're losing by 10 at Wyoming, um, especially when you're in contention with until eight minutes left in the game, and you lose to Colorado State going scoreless for over five minutes um, and losing by 11, like, you just can't afford to do that. You can't.
1: It's this is a crucial stretch. We're gonna see a lot. We're we're about see what this team is really yeah. made of. And like you said, I don't know if you know, not really making much of a push right now for a conference title, obviously. Not but, even close. We're but not close. Just seeing what this team has at this point in the season right now is it can say a lot. And this has a chance to be a mess stretch. You know, more middle of the pack, a great stretch, or a... No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> or a uh, absolutely brutal stretch, especially with the games on the road. And as you've said, quad one, quad two teams fluctuate. But at the moment right now, these teams and I don't are no slouch. I like how you said that. I mean, these teams aren't just going to roll over at the first sign of adversity or anything like that. So, I mean, this is going to say a lot about what Nevada has put together this season and what they're you know, potentially capable of or not capable of going forward. So this is, we'll certainly have our eyes out on this and, you know, it's just, this, these could be some statements here one way or another.
0: And I, I put it on the dock, but I think this is like one of the deepest Mountain West, if not the deepest Mountain West, like conference, at least since Nevada joined the conference in 2012. Like this is a deep basketball conference this year. Like, just, just for uh, the listeners, for perspective, um, and this is this is based off of Ken Palm's like, overall rankings. I know this is also, it, it could be a little deceiving because you're comparing these teams with the rest of the nation and that could differ from year to year too, um, just based on the quality of play. Um, but for perspective, there are six teams within the top 70 of the conference right now, um, Colorado State being the best, or no, San Diego State being the best one. They're number 30th in the nation. Colorado State's 35th. Uh, Boise State's 41st, Wyoming's 55th, Fresno State's 57th, and then Utah State, the team that Nevada will play Saturday, is 70th. So there's six teams, like, in that mix. Nevada's 7th at, I think, 108. Yeah, they're, they're 108. Um, then UNLV's 121st, and so on and so forth. So there's six teams within the top 70. Last year, there were four teams within the top 70. Or in, in, let's say in the 2019-20 season, there were two. In 18-19... There was two, although Fresno State was 71. So, I mean, if you want to lump them into that, like, top tier, go ahead. Fine. So, that's – we could – we'll round up. We'll, we'll do three. In 1718, there was three. But Fresno State, also that year, they were 79. In 1617, San Diego State – no, there was one, but San Diego State was 78. So, two, I guess, whatever. They're just – like, those are just – those are teams just outside the mark. Like, the only team – the only time there was above four – since Nevada's joined the conference, was 12, 2012 and 2013, Nevada's first year in the conference. Like, this is a... I don't... I, I never... I didn't expect this. Like, my... I think it was my dad asked me, like, right before conference play started. He's like, all right, like, rank them. Um, I, I think I said, like, fifth. And I thought I was being a little... Generous. A little generous. But I was like, I think there's five... I, don't, I can't remember the four teams I had above him. It was probably all the teams that we just mentioned, or at least most of them. I think I may have had him ahead of Utah State or something like that, but I was like, all right, I'll put him like five or six. I think I said five. Like now I think seventh, and I think that's almost being, because it's like, I don't think you know if he's bad. I mean, I guess if you want to put him above Utah State, because it's like Utah State is one in five in conference right now, but the deceiving part about that, Part about that is like they've lost a lot of really close conference games. Like they lost close to Colorado State. They lost close to Fresno State. Like they were up double digits against Fresno State on the road and Fresno State like came back in the second half. Like they barely lost on the road or I don't I can't remember if it was on the road or at home, but they barely lost to Air Force. That was a 49-47 game. Like it was like they've lost some a lot of close games, so it's like their conference record's a little bit deceiving right there right now. But I don't think Nevada's better than them. I just don't. Um and again we'll see Saturday, but I think their conference record is just a little bit more deceiving than um, you and I, or not you and I, but like others may think. Because it's like when you look at it on the surface, they're ten and nine with a one and five conference record. You could just say you could chalk that up being like, okay, yeah, yeah, Nevada um, is going to finish better than them in conference, and they just might. I have no idea, but I don't mean I don't think they will, but they they might. Who knows? But I don't think Utah State's better than, or I don't think Nevada's better than them.
1: Oh yeah, don't sleep. I mean, like you said, they've had some serious close losses in conference, and it's the ability to never play down to your opponent, never come into a matchup and think you're about to win it because they've had some close, grinded out losses and wins for that matter, too. And they have what it takes to go on a little bit of a stretch here towards the end of conference play as well. So just can't, you can't underestimate anyone in this conference this year. And no. this conference is deep, as you said. I mean, there are legitimate four, five, six teams that can just. Really play.
0: Yeah, here, let me, I'm, I'm pulling up Utah State's right now. Um, yeah, here are, the, yeah. <laughs> here are their five conference losses. They lost by two on the road at Air Force. They lost by five on the road at Colorado State. They lost by two at home versus Wyoming. They lost by seven on the road at Fresno State. And then they lost by three at home versus Boise State.
1: So 19 combined points for those five conference losses? We me check your math uh four or not
0: four? Two, seven, nine, 16 yeah 19 that's 19 well good math
1: thank you good math thank you, Clap thank good you. Math. when's the last time you took math did you take it have you taken it at all in college or were you no in- thanks to ap oh i'm just <laughs> 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 but um no i mean that you said it like that's that like, says a lot. All five
0: of their conference losses have come by combined nineteen points.
1: That says and a lot. Put a,
0: at the same token, their one win was a ninety to eighty seven win against New Mexico. <laughs> so it's like they just love playing it close. Yeah, they just love playing it close. Um, and they also had a tough two point loss to St. Mary's, uh, a good team at the, uh, towards the beginning of the year. Um, they lost by eleven um, against Utah or against BYU in Provo the really only like big bad loss was against you or it was against iowa and they lost by 19 in that game um but that was in a neutral site but like still like utah state's a good team and i again i don't really think we have i don't think i mean i guess it's only for people who just look at the record in that aspect because it's like the net rankings and ken palm both say that utah state is substantially better than nevada but we're just reassuring that
1: <laughs> yeah good point there because like you said, numbers can be deceiving on the surface sometimes. It takes a deeper dive to, you know, really see what they're capable of, you know, what they're going up against.
0: Also, what we what like what's up with all these close like low scoring games? Like, all right, women's basketball forty to thirty nine. We as we as we briefly talked about. Um Diego. I think it was San Diego State, Boise State, over the weekend had like this like forty two to thirty seven game, if I'm like can you can you check that?
1: Cause I remember looking. Yeah, was, forty-two, thirty-seven. 42, Boise State, 37,
0: Yeah, Boise State. Boise State. I think was it twelve-game win streak, thirteen-game. Yeah, win streak, fifteen so and
1: four. Twelve-game win streak.
0: Like what's up? Like 49-47? I mean, that was of course, that was of course a while ago. Like <laughs> almost seems like the <laughs> like what is like? Is there something that I'm? I mean, you know me. I'm a sucker for good defense when good defense presents stuff and comes around. But it's like. I mean, I didn't get to. I didn't get to watch. Um, I didn't at least didn't, didn't get to watch Boise State, San Diego State, um, but like, like what is like what's going on? There's- oh wait, there's this. Uh, there's this thing on Ken Palm where it, like ranks the conferences in offensive efficiency. Let's see if there's. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, Nevada. Okay, so they're all among the thirty-two conferences in offensive efficiency. Nevada's or not Nevada. The Mountain West is twenty-fifth. Whoof. So they're the 8th worst. We're above the American Athletic Conference, the WAC, the Big West, the the MAC, not the not, not the MAC, the MAAC, the Metro Atlantic uh, Athletic, athletic teams, Conference. The SWAC. The Big 12 is second to the worst. Oh, boy. Uh, it's, I mean, like, they have a bunch of good defensive teams like Baylor and Texas Tech, etc. Cetera, et cetera.
1: Mountain West better than Big 12. Yeah, Confirmed. let's switch the agenda. Confirmed. Uh, <laughs>
0: And then the Miak is last. Oh my goodness! The Summits first. Who who does the Summit have in their conference? That's good. Like, oh well, South Dakota State. Duh, we faced them. They put it. They dropped 102 on us.
1: Um, Fun fact about that Aztecs loss: It's their fewest points ever scored at home since 2005. Hmm. That's in, that is interesting. Hmm. And it was the fewest points yeah, in yeah, a Mountain West it, yeah. or any other Division One conference game. Few wait, fewest combined points? Yep, the fewest combined points. Wow. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah,
0: South back to South Dakota State. <laughs> <laughs> back back to the real stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, they're ninth in nation in offense. They lead the Oral Roberts. remember uh, the NCAA tournament run last year, North Dakota State, South Dakota, Denver, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so they're first. The ACC is fourth. Hmm. Duke, Miami, Notre Dame Wake Forest, North Carolina. Okay. That's that Starek makes Zeus is 27th in offense. I didn't know that. Um although they their their zone stinks now. Um BAM's going to have to reconfigure that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um North Carolina State. Wow, I didn't know the I mean, I know North Carolina's having a little bit of a down year under Hubert Davis, but Anyways, but yeah, we're we're off topic. But anyways, yeah, this is like the deepest conference uh, possible. Um, if I were to tell, you, if I were to give a prediction for Saturday right now, I don't think Nevada will win it. Um, although, although I I will say, I didn't mention this when we initially talked about. It. I will say versus Colorado State, like there seemed like Nevada came out to play. Like there was there was a change of energy, but it's just like those last five six seven eight minutes man like like alfred's talked about the toughness he's he's like beating that into the ground and i think last night he said something about that too like they just need to be tougher that is a little bit of a ambiguous kind of term because it's like all right like what are you referring to the toughness are you referring to like toughness offensively like what are you exactly referring to but i think just tough overall um because he did talk about after the Fresno State game how they did make strides in that category, like being the tougher team on the court. Um, and it was and it was hard because they were, going, again, going up against arguably the conference's player of the year in Orlando Robinson, who's gonna, probably going to be drafted next year, or at least presumably. But, like, he thought they made strides, and then when you look at what happened last night, I mean, again, on the road in a tough environment against a somewhat shorthanded Colorado State team who was missing their third leading score in another one of their key bench players. Like, there's just... Ah, there's just inconsistency, there, man. Like, ah, uh,
1: it's not good. No, I mean, it just seems as if the team kind of falls apart it, when right. it matters most. And it's the the other part that's
0: just weird. This is how this is how weird this season is. When you and I talked about this team somewhat briefly, um, in the like like prior to the season starting, we talked about their defense. Right, or at least I talked about their defense, um, and I thought they were going to be a much better defensive team than they are right now, just comparatively to the rest of the conference. They're the third worst defensive team. That's, but the, weird, the here. Let me. I'm going to continue. The weirdest part about that is they have good individual defenders. Like I think Desmond Cambridge is a very good individual defender. I think Warren Washington is a good individual defender. I think Keenan Blackshear might be the best. Of the individual individual defenders, like he's been awesome these last two games. He seemingly he he's forced four jump ball or no three jump balls. He stripped I think it was Robinson against Fresno State um, for like a fast break finish or something like that. But like he's been awesome defensively um, on the ball, off the ball. Like he's just been a joy to watch. So is Cambridge. Um, Washington can be like that too. I don't think Grant's like necessarily a bad defender. Coleman, who has been a nothing offensively, he's been a net negative offensively, is a good defender. Like they have good individual defenders, but then when you look at it, they go on these lulls where they um just aren't able to muster up enough offense, and then they're able they're not able to get stops on defense, and it's like they kind of like correlate with each other a little bit, and it's like they fall apart in these games. And now when you look at the analytics, which if you like it or not, they're the third worst analytically they're the third worst defense in the conference which is just weird cuz it's like yes team, i th- i mean me personally i value team defense over individual defense but like i don't think nevada's a it's like they have a bunch of scrappy guys they have a bunch of guys that'll scrap and claw but when you just look at it it's just it's weird
1: like it's weird
0: again i think team defense takes precedent but it's still odd to me
1: yeah i mean it's it's not a collective group it's a collective group of individual defenders but not Defending as a unit. Right. That's we Like, that's, it's, that's the weirdest part. Like, I, another
0: one, Daniel Foster. I think Daniel Foster is low-key one of Nevada's better defenders. Like, when he, like, when you see him, like, at least when you're looking at, like, the eye test, it's like, he's scrapping and clawing out there. He's drawn so many charges this year. Yeah, he probably leads the team in charges by miles. That's team defense. But, like, it's not reflective sometimes in these games, and it's just... I mean, I wonder if some of that's deceptive because of the South Dakota State game. Maybe it might also be deceptive because of the the, the lower level teams they played. I'm um, in the middle of the season. Like, I, I wonder what like Pepperdine or like Minnesota Duluth, who's not even a Division One team, or something like that. I wonder if it's it's just it's just been weird. It's been, yeah, it's 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 just it, that's just an observation. I know we're like pushing the time limit here, but like that's just it's weird to me. It's weird. It's weird that Nevada has these guys who will scrap and claw, but then when you look at it, it's not. It's not there as a unit. It's, it's, it's not like, necessarily there.
1: That's kind of been summed up the Nevada basketball season. Season to this point, it just hasn't been there. Yeah, the talent's there, just as a collective group. It just it's fallen apart at points, and it's you know it's gotten to where we are right now, and this the stretch is crucial. I mean, you're going up against some top dogs in the conference and, you know, lower-tier teams in the conference who, as well. But, as we pointed out, they are not an easy beat by any means. And with the way we've been performing towards the end of games, anything's up for grabs. It's and been, it's ended yeah. in disappointment right now. It's been a disappointing...
0: Yes, I guess some of that's a testament to the depth, inconsistencies, whatever. But, yeah, it's been a weird, weird season. Weird, weird season. I still can't get over the fact that nine of Nevada's next 11 regular season games are against quad one or two opponents. Like, I don't think we've seen that since Nevada's been in this conference. I don't... Maybe we have. I don't know. I wish I could go back and look. I don't think this website that I'm looking at doesn't have that, but still. Like, that's just crazy to me. But then again, that can change. I don't foresee that changing much, maybe. Um, maybe UNLV you know gets bumped out of the rankings, I don't know, but, or bumped out of that quad two territory, at least when we're on the road, but that's, um, that's, uh, in six days. We got Utah State on Saturday. I say a prediction, Saturday. Win, lose, draw. We go into
1: seven overtimes. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the 62 f- 59 loss. So obviously you're you're sticking it's run, on like the low stick scoring. with the low scoring. Stick with the low scoring. I hate predicting a loss, but like you said, I think you kinda convinced me too. I just think Utah State plays hard and this mm-hmm. is a game that they can win as well and I think it'll be a close fought battle, but ultimately Utah State comes out on top.
0: Utah State third best offense, fourth best defense. Um I don't even think I could come up with a score right now to be to be completely honest with you. It's also just based on matchups. I'll have to go deeper into it um, as the week goes by when I do my preview. But like, on the surface, can change at any time. I think Nevada loses by six. That hurts. But But of course, the lines aren't out yet because they they usually don't come out until the day of. What what would you guess the betting line? I guess, I would guess Utah State minus...
1: Five, or I have no idea. Four and a half. Five. That's that's like that's, that's such a, a tough
0: one. That's such a ballpark. That's just out of the blue prediction. Like I can't. Also, before you and I have to leave and end this, congratulations to Austin Corbett for advancing to the <laughs> NFC Championship with the Los Angeles Rams. Isaiah's Los Angeles Rams. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's a big day. Also, congratulations. To Joel Batonio for making his first All-Pro team. Did Austin didn't Austin Corbett make the Pro Bowl too? I think he did. Okay. Yeah. May not okay, go so to awesome. it, but we'll see. Yeah, you
1: might. Have, Got <laughs> you him.
0: Might, Got him. Yeah, you might you might not go to it. We'll have to see this weekend. Um, prediction for the uh, Rams Niners for the our Rams
1: and Niners fans. Uh, um, I don't.
0: Think
1: don't be don't, Nin- don't be don't be your Debbie Downer. Uh, oh Rams, yeah. Isaiah. I think. Uh, I don't think the Niners beat the Rams three times in the season. I just, I'd be dumbfounded, and I'd be, my jaw would be open. You know, Shanahan's beaten McVeigh six straight times. Uh, yes, but oh, that's right, but not three times in the I, season. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's, that's gonna, very true. I just, say, I'm not saying that's going to happen again. But uh, I'm just giving you, I'm expanding on your. Uh, I think, think the team on paper is better. You you do I think the talent will overcome, and it, it was just a colossal failure on, uh, you know, the Rams' part week eighteen, that. You, know, you said week 18. I was like thrown for a second. I was like, wait, week so, 18, what? I just, <laughs> I just don't see it happening. I just, I, I, let's, I think the Rams make it. I think, you th- you think uh, if I Rams had to guess, I'm going to go 27-21 Rams. What's the line at right now? I, I think, think like... it's Rams at two and a half. That's, t- that's a tough matchup.
0: I don't know who to predict in that one. I, think, I honestly can see it going either way. I can see it going either way. I mean, as I just mentioned. Oh, better timer? That was a loud beep. That was really loud. I'm sorry it sounded. like a <laughs> All right. well small right. Um, I'll say I'll say Rams
1: win too. i I'll double down. Thank Even you. I think so, I think we just oh, lost. That's so and so
0: uh, quick. Yeah. That can change. Um,
1: I, I think we just I lost think, now. But thank you. Yeah. I I lost. appreciate your support, fellow yeah, you Vikings fan. You don't fan. want me. You yeah. don't want me on the same side. Yeah. I don't, don't. I don't. I'm. Um, thanks for that. You're welcome. Your Vikings losses just you know the bad energy just came on over here. I appreciate. Let's not talk about the Vikings. We don't need you. Um, they don't deserve our
0: time. Um, I'm just kidding. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening to Pack Center Podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Like and subscribe. Um, we'll See you guys next week.